Uh, don't say these if if you start to feel that whatever prayer you're saying you're doing it by rote um, that you need to change up your prayer and he was the first one I heard say that because I just thought oh you're just supposed to pray no matter what and say these prayers and do it and he was like oh no like you got to change it up if it starts to feel rote hmm. I love that yeah it just yeah it just loses it loses the connect connecting connective strength um, yes what about you what are your do you have new prayer a, a new prayers or have shifted some prayers or yes yes and i think we've been talking about it a little bit which is thank you so um, yes, that is it yeah and i forget that yeah. <laughs> there's um I do events a lot, right? And mm -hmm. something I really like about events is when there's a problem that comes up and it's day of the event and we don't have the plates or whatever it is that didn't come through. It's so much fun now having my brain find a solution where there isn't a logical solution. So then all of a sudden mm. we're doing bamboo leaves that you know go with the caribbean theme we're doing instead of since the plates didn't come through right and it works out better mm. so i think of that too with life where there's things where i'm like oh i i don't know what to do in this situation and i say a prayer and just say thank you and then it gets mm. to work out in a solution that i could have never thought of mm. and I'm enjoying that process and I just went through it recently where it was like it kept testing my ability to not lose it and break down and have faith that just saying thank you was I was going to get through it. Mm. Mm. Oh God, so much came up. So, um, you know, the book talks about a spiritual awakening, a psychic shift, psychic change, uh -huh. which is also a miracle, right? So uh -huh. um, in 12, in the 12 and 12, it talks about to be, do, and feel something I was unable to be, feel, and do by my own unaided will and strength alone, right? And so uh -huh. what I was just hearing you say was, I think Marianne actually says, right, the miracle is being able to see things differently. Is mm -hmm. that what she says? Mm -hmm. Yes. A yeah. shift in perspective is a miracle. Yes. And so that's what I'm actually hearing. What I heard when you were just talking is that there is this implicit trust. There's a knowing that shit's going to happen. Things are going to happen. And there's right. a trust and another knowing, core knowing, behind the belly button knowing, that it will all work itself out right? You're using thank you. And then there's mm -hmm. other things that end up, you know, there's that miracle that happens where there's a shift mm -hmm. where you're no longer using plates and you come up with something else, you know, um, which is so beautiful to me because there wasn't that fluidity in my life pre-program with these tools. And even in program, I think sometimes, you know, it can be not so fluid that way where i then come up with a new narrative like nothing's ever going to work out it's always going to be shit or you know <laughs> um versus this is so good 
This is so good. Can I jump in? Yes, please. So what I just put together as you were talking was it wasn't like this for me before because I felt like there was self-sufficiency was the only way. Mm. I And I had to depend on myself to come up with the solution uh, mm. for everything and everyone. And that is scary. And that means you're walking around like I was hypervigilant all the time. No wonder I needed a drink, okay? Mm. I was having to only depend upon myself and everything in this brain and in this body to find solutions everywhere. And the beautiful part about practicing the steps and the third step and all of this over and over in prayer is that you do begin to believe there's something outside of yourself. It's smarter than you are. You surrender and go on when you're at your highest, peakest level, go, I can't wait to watch how mm. you're going to work this out and how amazing it's going to be. Mm. Which at the core, right, we always hear addiction separation. I know for me, it's the separation from myself, you know, separation from others, mm -hmm. you know, and the isolation. And then this versus this connection, this conversation. I see prayer as a conversation, um, you know, uh, which is, you know, a lot of it for me too, prayer is the ask for help. You know, it's the me not having to know, me not having to figure out right. and me leaning on, on you know, uh, my higher self, something greater than me uh, in order to help me see this differently, ultimately. And um, that is a double whammy because you have to rely on something, but that's why step two become, comes before step three, because you actually have to believe in something before you can turn it over and rely on it. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Uh, I just love this process so much. I just have been really present to like, wow, you know, this, mm -hmm. the things that used to ruffle my feathers and get everything in a bunch was uh, almost everything on, a, on the daily, you know, whereas <laughs> now for me, there's like more space you know, and I was just talking to someone before and it's like, yeah, I don't need to subscribe to that narrative, you know, uh, whether it's my own narrative or it's somebody else's narrative, unsubscribe. Um, oh, yes, yes. I went through this not too long ago where I was throwing a party with someone and they were like, yeah, but what if they don't like this? And what if they don't do that? And what if one time when they were four that they, you know, saw this thing in the circus and if we have a horse plate, it's going to offend them. And what if, and I was like, I do not want to live in your brain and I mm. don't live in that brain. I mm. walk around and maybe a little too self-centered, but just focused on how I can feel whole inside and then everybody else has to deal with themselves. I could not go out there and think about what every single person is thinking in their brain and all the rabbit holes that could drive you down. Hmm. Oh gosh. It's, you know what? It's, we become more efficient. It's, it's a promise in 10. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No more wasted energy. Yeah. That's a lot of energy, especially what you were sharing. Like the, the, it was like self-sufficiency. Everything had to happen. You know, I had to handle everything by myself. 
you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a lot of energy. And I'm operating from the emotions of a five-year-old child when I'm in that place. So oh, not, right, only that too. I, not only do I have to handle these adult problems mm. in the world, but I'm also, when I'm in my emotional scaries, I'm operating from a five-year-old's emotional responses. God, yeah. I, for, I forget that part. <laughs> I leave that part Same. out. <laughs> Same. <laughs> okay so what did we learn we learned that everyone needs to have a like little ticker tape on their forehead reminding us to pray <laughs> we learned that we're brilliant and that we cannot believe this podcast is free and this would be a good cannot time believe. for us to be Mm -mm. This is a good time for us to do a shout out for you to follow us on social at BCY sponsor on IG. And I believe we have a couple of TikToks, right? A couple of TikToks. We're working on that. And um, yeah, that's the best way to follow. Uh, also, um, would love uh, ratings. Um, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Five stars, please. Mm-hmm. Or else um, it might be too beautiful to live. We'll see. Hmm. Um, question? Final five yes. question? Yeah. Do you have one? Yeah. Uh, what is something that um, has touched your heart? Recently? Yeah. This week, today. Um, something that has touched my heart is somebody I know in Dallas who is over the age of 40, just got an opportunity to move to New York. Mm. And they've lived in Dallas all their lives. Mm. And I just think it's so cool to pick up and do something you've never done, especially as you mature. So mm -hmm. when we're younger, our brains, the neuropathways, they're constantly firing off like, this is new, this is new, this is new. And it's so good for us. And as we get more mature, we're less and less likely to do it because we've lived for so long and we, we realize all the um, things that could cause pain or uncomfortability and our brain will stop us. So when someone over a certain age can make such a big decision and is willing to be vulnerable again and put themselves out there, I just, it's, it's really inspiring and I'm so proud of them. Mm. How oh, about that's you? That's really beautiful. Um, what has recently touched my heart? Someone had shared about a memory from childhood. Um and I got really in touch with my child and where I was. Like there was a memory in childhood of, you know, we had to read, read aloud in class. And um, I would count the chairs and people in front of me with the paragraphs to figure out which was my paragraph. Cause I was so mm -hmm. nervous to share. And I just, I just, I forgot that. Piece, right. I forgot that, you know, they had, they had shared about it through the lens of self-centered fear. 
Um, but I forgot like how fragile I was as a child in, you know, I was so concerned with what people thought of me. Um, and I just wanted to be a part of, and I just wanted to fit in. And, um, what I realize is like, all of this has brought me here and that there are tools now, you know, um, I also got really aware of there's like a lot of unprocessed, unexpressed emotions that have just been swept under the rug for many years. <laughs> and some of them are slowly seeping out. Um, so yeah, I've yeah. just been in touch with all of that. Oh my God, that's such a beautiful thing. And it reminded me of when you grow up in a home where you get to feel safe on your insides, you're not looking to other people as much to validate your experience. And when you don't mm. grow up in that kind of safe home, you are constantly hoping that the world will tell you if you're safe or if you're okay. Mm. And my son, I'll never forget, he came to me when he was like, I don't know, seven, eight, somewhere in there. And he said that one of the girls at school was making fun of him because he wasn't wearing the right type of jeans. Mm. And I said to him, okay, like I have my car keys. <laughs> what did she say are the right type of jeans and let's go get them. Mm. And he was like, I don't care what she says. I was like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's the right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we don't care what she says. <laughs> but, like, on the DL, like, what did she say? <laughs> I love, I oh my God, I just, I literally think, like, that is so hilarious. <laughs> It really sums up the difference, right? I just really, it's like, oh my gosh, I really, I just really think like that is a whole, a whole series. Like the, just like that whole dynamic of like. Literally, literally. it could be like how I learned to be an adult by my eight-year-old. Okay. Yeah. Cause he's clearly not one of us. Like he's. Yeah. No, no. I'm like, oh, that's what self-esteem looks like. Please tell me more. <laughs> oh my God. I love that so much. I love that so much. Um, okay, wait. Am I allowed to have this much fun? This is like—is this illegal? No, oh, this is amazing. So I painful. love it. I love it, and I love you. I love you and too. Thank you so much, Christy. Let's party on the next one, Muffin. Party on the next one. Bitch, call your sponsor. sponsor. Call your sponsor. Call you sponsor. Call you sponsor. Call you call your sponsor call your sponsor call your new episode tomorrow send us an email bcysponsor at gmail.com